Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village, staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Well, Bart, would you like to help us understand maybe a little bit what went on last night in Knoxville, Tennessee? Well, I think it's what Alabama will do to a team. It's really, when you look at it, such a tough stretch for the Razorbacks, according to schedule. They just came out flat. Tennessee dominated from the tip all the way through. Viscovi's one of the most balanced guys in the league. He's been that way for two years. And Rick Barnes' team defend extremely well. And it's one of the hardest places to play in the country. So this is a bump in the road. But when you look at the magical NET, guys, we're looking at number two and number three in the NET. So these are the top teams in the country, according to what we're looking at as a statistical measure to the best available teams going into the NCAA tournament. So it's not a bad loss, which is why the Razorbacks maintain at number 14. So certainly a bump in the road, but we came out really flat. It's a highly emotional game versus Alabama. And on the road, we didn't respond. Yeah, by the way, our friend Steve, who calls and gives us numbers, and Steve, I don't know if you keep listening after you hang up, but um, it was 42-18 to 18 in the paint. I have no idea what you – got off ESPN, but that's what it was. I was looking at this again. and Of course, Tennessee scored off <clears throat> Arkansas turnovers. Is flatness yeah. what causes turnovers, Bart, or is this team, I, I said earlier in the year, I thought it's the most careless passing team I've ever seen at Arkansas. Now, <clears throat> I need yeah. to go back maybe to Stan Heath's years and stuff like that I, when they were really bad. I, 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 You know, your memory can cause you, can be fuzzy there, but for a talented team, <clears throat> Possibly missing what Randy determines as a number one, like a point guard who is a number one. This sure. team makes more careless passes than any team I've seen in recent years. And it was, in effect, last night. Am I wrong on that? You're right. You're right. And so a lot of a little bit of it's being flat. This team, Rick, and we, we talked about it a little bit before. As talented as they are, they're young. And young players do one thing consistently. They go through times throughout the game without being focused. So when you look at when I look at two focused measures of the game, one is turnovers and the other is free throws. Yeah. And in my opinion, the last two games, we have been subpar from the free throw line according to the shooters that we have on the team. And the weakness of this basketball team overall has been careless turnovers. So you're hitting on a great point. So flat and unfocused is what I would call the performance from the Arkansas Razorbacks last night. Okay, so be Coach Eric Wesselman, then how do you change things? Well, I, again, this is the, kind of the subject of the schedule because it has been brutal for them. Here's the thing. You can't be too down on them because you turn around and play, what, NET number 19, Kentucky yeah. comes to Arkansas. Yeah. So yeah. you have That's to be one. positive. Yep, you have, you have to be positive. Now you're sub-500 in the SEC. So certainly you have to you have to reiterate the focus of protecting the basketball 
And if that means you have to limit certain fast breaks or take some things out of the offensive set to better protect the basketball, I think it's priority one. If they don't protect the basketball in the NCAA tournament, it's game, set, match. You can write it up. You can't go turn the basketball over like that against the quality teams in the country and expect to win. So I think he's just reemphasizing in practice. They're breaking down the film, and it's certainly a teaching point and top on the list as they transition to play Kentucky. You never stop teaching, but that was game 30. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Not, in game 30, they're making careless passes just like they did in game 20, just like they did in game 10. So And just like they did over in Europe. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Remember when they came back from Europe? That was all Musselman could talk about was how careless they were in turning the ball. I think they had averaged over 20 turnovers a game in those games. Yep. So. And, and against Mississippi State, a team that's undermatched, they yeah. play great defense and they generate timely turnovers. So it's not even that we had that many. It's that the turnovers that we had were such a backbreaker in the game yeah. that it yeah. led to a loss. Guys, it's, it's the Achilles heel of this basketball team. There's no doubt about it. With Nick Smith, we now we can dispel the the scoring rumors. We have enough weapons to do that, but we got to protect the basketball. Well, Nick was three for thirteen last night, so yes, he can yeah. score, but he's not perfect either. So, no, <clears> absolutely, not. you might absolutely you might, not. You may not listen to the early part of our show, Bart, but I said after pointing out some things that were pretty negative about last night. My, I also had the same sense having been at the athletic department all through the uh, late seventies, eighties, nineties. It's a shame that this team can't be like those teams, that they stay together for a while. If this sure. team stayed together for a year or two more, they would be a Final Four team, maybe a national championship team, but, but you don't get that opportunity anymore because most, if not all, of them will be gone, and then you got to bring in a whole new group. That's right. And for the, for the limited time that they are there, you talk about points in the paint, and they won't be able to stay together. It is unfortunate. That is why you get a little bit of Jordan Walsh and McCobb Mitchell playing so poorly. We have to get something out of them from the interior part and finishing, but you could tell there was just a disconnect, the timing and the rhythm just wasn't there. And, and that's a lot of them still being new, as good and talented as they are, that they haven't played years together. I hate to bring this one up. <clears throat> you remember – Bart, you're a young guy. You remember who Abe Lemons was? Did, did you know who he was? A- Abe Lemons. I, I Abe don't, Lemons. Okay, he coached at <laughs> Oklahoma City University, and then he got the, okay. his big break. He got a job as head coach at the University of Texas. He was regarded as very humorous, but he was a real cynical guy. And I'm not sure he was a happy guy, but his, he, he did say some funny things. And I looked yep. just looked at the ball, box score with Walsh, and it reminded me of, what Abe Lemons told one of his players after a game like Walsh's. He said, son, you just scored one more point than a dead man. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You you think of a guy that's a five-star player, scores one point in a game, my gosh, that's just just almost unimaginable. How many, Rick, because I'm not looking at, how many did Mitchell have because I don't have in front of me. I know he did not, if he had any, he didn't have much more than. Which one? Bastard. I think he was. Uh, I, I think he scored two points at the foul line, and the other one okay. scored nothing. So the between them, yeah. they scored two points, and the other ones fouled yeah. out. Played what? Ten minutes? He fouled yeah. out. Yeah. Ten minutes, forty-four seconds. I think. All right, gentlemen, we got different. some callers. Yeah. Let's, let's okay, get to let's our take callers. Them. Let's take them. Let's talk to Justin. Justin, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Thank you for calling. Um, 
Yes, sir. So, you know, I grew up playing ball, and, and I was fortunate enough to uh, to really have some, some coaches that were pretty hard-nosed and old school. And I never heard them use terms like um, flat and, and unfocused. You know, that I think they called it what it was. And that, you know, and it was undisciplined. And, I mean, these guys come out, um, and from the tip, just like y'all said, these guys were running backyard ball. Um, they And they go into the same offense every time of, you know, being picked up by the defense almost at half court. And then they're rolling and trying to slash and cut. And against Tennessee, you can't – I mean, you just couldn't do it. They, they manhandled us and, and shut that down. And we never, I mean, we were, Tennessee was scoring in the paint almost every possession, and we immediately was in trout, uh, foul trouble and was not putting our head down and driving to the paint. And and, uh, and you just can't match, you have to match intensity, you know, on something like that. And we didn't do it. And I've watched all year long, and I've watched and watched, and these guys, they just seem to be doing what they want to do. I understand they're five stars and they're great, but, at one point, right after half, Muslim was running up and down the, the court, yelling at them, trying to get them to run, you know, set up the offense he wanted. And they never did. They, they just went right back to the same thing that they'd been doing. So I just wanted to kind of get y'all's take on that. I feel like we need a – I know it's right here at March. Um, it's late to put in something new, but I think we have to make major changes to this team uh, to be effective. I just wanted to hear what y'all had to say. Thanks, sir. Thank you, Justin. Hey, Justin, it's as good of a point as probably is called in the show ever because I'm. when you look at this team, and Rick just talks about it, Rick Barnes' teams are the exact opposite. Most of those guys, and I'd like to go through and just see, are two- to three- to four-year guys. That's what he has, and he develops grown men that play extremely physical, smart, analytical type of basketball and we got exposed last night so flat unfocused undisciplined guys this is where we talk about coach Musselman's substitution was last night a great time to put in and try some different things and get some yes. attention of some younger basketball players i think sure. it could have been all right hang on bart we gotta take a break as bart reed pure sweat basketball skills thanks again to martin orthopedics it's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. It's Pure Sweats, Skills, and Trainings, Bart Reed. Made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village. Staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. All right, and here's Clay. Clay, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Bart? Yeah, Randy. Well, I wanted to, I, I'm not sure that Bart is going to answer this or know this. That whenever they were making the shots last night, whenever they would shoot a bunch of them where we had nobody under the goal, I was always taught whenever we played that the whatever the uh, play was that we were doing, everybody crashed the goals. Did y'all see what I saw? There were, I mean, there were a lot of shots taken. And there's nobody around the goal for us. Yeah. So that's the drawback to the 
I would call the new school point of offense where you have four and five players outside the three-point line, depending on how quickly the shot was taken, a lot of times you won't even see anybody go in for a rebound. So that is one of the drawbacks to spacing, and it kind of goes back to a little bit of complacency that they either – and I, I hate to keep using the same terms, but again, when you're flat and unfocused, you just don't put out the extra effort to go crash the glass. It's too hard. Tennessee makes it that way because they block out. And it didn't take the Arkansas Razorbacks learn to figure out they're going to be tough and physical. And so, listen, when you're flat and you're tired, you're fatigued, you're on the road, you get down, you just don't make the extra effort. But by design, sometimes the space and the distance away from the rim, depending on where the shot's taken, a lot of times there's not anybody there to rebound, unfortunately. Now, I saw, do you think that these are boys – we got freshmen out there, uh, with maybe the exception of the two big guys, Makai. Um, Whenever both of them weren't out there at the same time, much this game were they? No, no I don't no, remember no, many no, times. No, no. no. Uh-uh. I thought if they were going to be, if Tennessee, if we knew that Tennessee, because I'm thinking this is coaching. If you don't have guys crashing the board, like I watched Devo Davis, he were, he was running away from the goal, and the ball bounced right where he was. And he could have had that rebound, and it's like they just gave up. And when, when the shot went, they just turned around like it was going to go in. And I thought, that's high school kind of ball. And yeah. I didn't understand because – and the other thing was, did our guys stay out from under the goal because the refs kept giving them fouls when they'd run over us, and they'd slap us, and we'd get nothing? Did y'all see that? Pretty physical on behalf of, of – uh... yeah. Tennessee, and it didn't seem like it was always reciprocal in regards to right. every time Arkansas looked like they touched somebody, they got called. But again, that's that's we have to try to be careful not give the biases yep. uh, on behalf of Arkansas. Hey, Clay, that's called uh, life how, on the road, buddy. Life on the road. I know. Tough. How many? Uh, how many uh, of their guys fouled out, and how many of ours did? Arkansas had two to foul out. Yeah. Walsh, Walsh and uh, and Mitchell and Mitchell Mitchell yeah <clears throat> I don't and did they they had did. nobody foul out did they I don't believe they did no no yeah. I thought that was Vescovi. obvious to me Vescovi okay. fouled out oh did he did he okay. well that's right he did well that You're was, right he sure did yeah that was a great big guy yes yeah well no, I just 25. wanted to throw he's that 25. in there because I, I thought guys. If we're not going to win anything, if we don't remember, whenever we won the national championship, we were known because our guys are going to crash and board. And if you come in here, you're going to get it. And I just thought we had boys playing men last night. Yeah. Hey, that's true. And I that's love, great I love these guys. I'm so, I really love watching them. But I thought, guys, y'all are not, y'all met some men, and y'all ain't getting up in there and give it to them. I mean, I, I was thinking when I play ball. And I'm 64. I get out there and I give it to them, you know. And if I get hurt, I get hurt, and I'll <laughs> I'll go sit on a bench. But while I'm in there, you're gonna get something. And I wasn't trying to diss them or anything. I just uh, appreciate you guys on the radio. Thank you, Clay. This is the this is the hallmark of Rick Barnes' team. He was doing this at Texas. He's doing it now at Tennessee. He develops guys, and he has guys come through his program, and they are mean, tough, and extremely disciplined and 
this is why I think he might be – I don't know what you guys think. I think he's the most one of the most underrated coaches in the country. Year in and year out, this guy has some of the best teams in the country, but we're not talking about them because they're not flashy. But that is a hallmark Rick Barnes type of basketball team that we saw last night. I'll interrupt you for a moment, Bart. The uh, baseball hogs are hanging on for dear life. Uh-oh. Top of the ninth, 9-8. to eight. Brady Taggart is in the game, and now runners at, I thought runners at first and second. I guess that was just a runner from home who walked just a moment ago. So a runner at first base, Arkansas lean 9-8. to eight. And by the way, I said that was uh, our man a few moments ago. No, that was Coley who got the home run, uh, the and third. How many, how many out in the ninth? There is one out, runner at first base, 9-8 to eight with Brady okay. Tigard on the Ray Tiger needs to get the save. Nine day, right. the midweek game. Oh my gosh. Shut the door. Let's talk to JK. JK, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Bart? No, I'm sorry, man, but I it's some That's point. Right. I'd like right you to comment on. Are you there? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh. I'd like for you to comment, you and Rick, on this Georgia star athlete that it was involved in a road race. Yeah, and it's two people got killed in it. And, uh, yeah, I'll hang up and listen. That was really tragic. Defensive line stud for the Georgia Bulldogs, who some say could be the number one, yep. number two overall pick. He's at, he's going to be at the combine. He was not going to go through drills, but he is going to do interviews. Won't that be interesting? Here's another, and, and again, this was you can't blame Georgia for this because he's an ex. He's not their athlete anymore. It happened January the 15th, the same day of Alabama's incident. Oh, wow. Two people were killed. Uh, one of their people involved with recruiting and one of their players. They were in a vehicle that was supposed to be used only for recruiting. It was late at night. The person, the player that was killed had a blood level of alcohol that would have been way beyond intoxicated. Now they have... And the police had to know this at first, that Carter was in a vehicle. They were racing each other. And they were going in and out of each other's lanes when the car where the player was killed lost control and then ran into a light pole or, yeah, a light pole and it crashed on them and every, they were killed. Whereas only yesterday was it revealed that Carter was involved with this, that he was racing them. And evidently, he left the scene after the crash for two hours, then came back. Then the police asked him, were you involved in this? He said no. But on video, I, where do people get video like this? I don't know. <clears throat> but his, his car, is, his vehicle is clearly in it. What a major, major uh, issue this could be with him going forward. But he has been charged. Yes. He, this is a, the police have charged him, so this is, this is a, that's a big big deal. Yep. And I look forward to having Chris on tomorrow night and asking him what that does to his draft chances. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of these real quick. See if I've got enough time to get him in for Bart. Uh, Bill says, "Does Bart think we need to win against Kentucky to get to the NCAA with back-to-back losses now?" No. No, absolutely not with the AT of 14. And with the strength of schedule, which is obviously what they're looking at, a big part of it, 
No, we absolutely do not. I think we need to win it for seeding, but we don't have to win to get in. And let's see. Shane wants to know any surprises so far in the state tournament to note. Yes, yesterday we had Bentonville, number our number one Benton on the girls' side from the south, got beat by number four, Sylvan Hill, on the central side. That's a that's a big upset considering Benton went 14-0 in conference. And even though it's not a seeding upset, I think Maumelle beating Sheridan on the boys' side. Jacob Lanier and Jordan Harris over Justin Cruz. I thought the 5A South is the toughest conference in basketball, so I expect Sheridan to win that one. I'll give this before we go to break. 9-9, top of the ninth, runner on third base with two outs for Illinois State. Bart, we will talk with you on Friday.